Greetings, Amigops and Top Tenners everywhere. This is Mike from Top Ten with Kyle and Mike. I am joined this week for the first time by Christian Bale from the film Hostels. Actually, I am joined by our usual co-host, Kyle. He just happens to look a lot like Christian Bale from the film Hostels or just about any other Union soldier. So, Kyle and I will be discussing a topic this week. It's Kyle's topic this week. I don't know what the hell that topic is. We are going to debate that topic vigorously. We're going to rank it. We're going to re-rank it. And then by the end of this hopefully compact episode, Kyle and I will have a definitive top 10 of that thing. So, Kyle, what are you and I talking about today? Thank you, Michael, for that fantastic introduction. Uh, As you alluded to, I have been taking advantage of this quarantine time to experiment with my facial hair. Yeah. Uh, And this list is also quarantine-inspired, kind of. Okay. I've been working on this list for a while, but our current working situation has brought it to the fore of my mind. And it was actually Aaron's suggestion that I bring this topic out of the out of mothballs for this current time. <laughs> so, and I, I will say I'm, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to basically transition my work, my professional life just directly into my home and mm-hmm. to be continuing to work. Um, so I know this is not the case for everybody, but for many of many of our compatriots, they have office jobs. Right? Yeah. You have an office job. Mm-hmm. I have an office job. Office drone, baby. That's right. A desk job. This is what happens when you sit behind a desk. Yes. You forget things. Yeah, this is this is the uh the upside of being a desk jockey. Yeah. Is that yeah. you can do it from your couch or home desk. Yes. So Erin pointed out, and she works from home all the time, so this is nothing new to her. But she pointed out that people like me might be missing their office job. And she mm. said, You should do your top 10 office faux pas list to remind people what they hate so much about the office (laughs) oh that's nice that's like a that's a nice little spiritual boost yeah because because instead of being like you know ah shit i don't get free coffee anymore (laughs) like my co-worker reza i think brought obviously the big 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 stuff aside i think the thing that's bumming him out most about quarantine is the no free coffee but instead of missing that we can say oh man i really don't miss when you know jim bob did x y or z in the office yes so beautiful this is a great one yeah and it's timed well because a i think people will be more forgiving of talking shit about people you work with right now but also i I started a new job recently, and I must say that having working in a very small office really, really puts people on their best behavior for some reason. Ah, that has not been... I have not found that to be the case with my father's company, but... (laughs) That's a little different. (laughs) Yeah. I think in our confined open space, people are very cognizant of not infringing upon other people's ear space or our physical space. Yeah. Again, I, I just want to reiterate, I have not found that to be the case in my dad's company. Well, I <laughs> I have found that to be the case in mine. Yeah. But the, so here, here come the, the requisite caveats. If okay. I don't think any of my coworkers know that I do this podcast, any of my new coworkers, my old coworkers yes. do. So mm-hmm. if new or old, you hear yourself spiritually on this list, just know that it's nothing personal and i've done all these things myself and this Mm. is all in good fun we're also staying away from 
any sexual harassment i would imagine yeah we're not going to talk about like actual office issues we're talking about the silly kind of dumb stuff yeah. that is not a big deal even if committed yeah with not the kind of thing that like an economist would write a paper about <laughs> like gender pay inequality like we're gonna skip over that because that's a real bummer but not as much fun yeah exactly so we're not gonna be talking yeah. about those things this is gonna be this is office peccadillos yeah oh yeah great term yeah. thank you thank you robin williams that being said if you hear yourself on this list don't take it personally <laughs> yeah so so how do you get on this list First of all, the the infringement has to be relatively minor in terms of things you could do at the office. Yeah, the frequency of of the infringement. So it, it's kind of a balance of frequency versus severity slash egregiousness. Like if it's something that happens very infrequently, it has to be really bad to make it on this list. Conversely, mm-hmm. if it's something that happens all the fucking time, the the crime yeah. can be relatively minor, and this can still be high on the list because it happens so often. Yeah. So that's kind of, and I I tried to weigh those two things when ranking. Yeah, I, I get that. That makes sense. So uh, we'll we'll roll right into it. Um, number ten is one that I put at number ten very intentionally because I think that there's a lot of gray area. And it's a lot of times perfectly acceptable behavior, and it's oftentimes contingent upon your individual office's dynamics and expectations. Number 10, I have headphones. Mm. <laughs> now, what what is your faux pas? So I am a frequent listener of uh, podcasts or music at work. So yeah. obviously, I imagine you do a lot of the Hans Zimmer. I listen to a lot of movie soundtracks at work. Mm-hmm. So yes, and it frequently is my boy Hans. Yeah, I think it's just all about how you go about it because <laughs> I I keep mine on such a low volume that it really turns into background noise, and I'd like to think that I'm fairly responsive to external stimuli. And it's very obvious when I'm wearing headphones because I've got like a neck set with a wire that goes up to my ear. They're they're Bluetooth headphones, but there's a wire, like a visible wire. So this, like I've got going here kind, kind of deal, of, like yeah, croaky kind of. Yeah, so it's like very obvious if I'm wearing headphones. Yeah. And I'm hyper trying, I, I try to be hyper conscious of if people are trying to get my attention. Mm-hmm. My, the biggest thing is like when you're, it's usually if you're wearing earbuds specifically, and if you are wearing them in just one ear and it's not the ear I can see and then mm. I'm like trying to get your attention and I do this the other way around too and the reason it's so low on the list is because this is entirely forgivable it just happens a lot and it's yeah. and it's like uh, 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 which can be frustrating so it's interesting because uh, so I agree I but but I think that the faux pas here is just not adhering and you you referenced this early. I think the faux pas is not adhering to your company or your group's sort of norms. That's the that's thing. the problem. Yeah. Because it it's interesting in where I am. So I recently moved from a bullpen area sort of to a more confined area. Um, and so I, I don't use headphones. I listen to music out loud, mm. but I listen to it quietly enough that it doesn't escape my airspace. We have a, we have a noise machine, like a white noise machine in our office space. So for me, that's the correct way to go about it. It's the least disruptive thing. I'm constantly asking people around me, Hey, can you hear my music just to make sure they can't? But for us, that's the norm. And I, and I'm also hyper aware of sound because my boss is deaf in one ear. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we, we, there's a lot of, there's just like a lot of factors. And it's just, I think you're, you're totally on. It's just about obeying 
the rules of the road. Yeah, I would say, and it varies very significantly, even in the same industry. Like my new office, it's very acceptable to use headphones, even like over ear yeah. headphones. Mm-hmm. Whereas my old office, it's or I know at Legis's office, it's frowned upon. Like they don't want you to wear headphones at all. Yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't go in my office. Yeah, so it, it just depends. Um, so yeah, maybe the new rule is just adhering to your 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 office's headphone policy. Because if someone were in your office using over ear headphones, I'm sure that would be considered a faux pas. Yeah, it's it's just because any of these things can be annoying. Like yeah. trying to get somebody and they can't hear you. Not knowing that they won't be able to hear you, hearing their music when you don't want to, like whatever it is, each of these things on their own can be annoying. It's just, it depends on what your expectation is. Agreed. So that's number 10. Big fan. That's a great number 10. So number nine, <laughs> this is the, this is the my desk meeting, but you're not invited. <laughs> and usually this way, the way this works is like, what does that mean? I don't know what this means. Oh, I, I want it, It's, this is very um, contingent upon your office layout, but my, my desk, and I'm expecting my desk to be moved to like kind of a corner spot, which I'm very excited about. Cause this will likely not happen as often, but the way mm-hmm. my desk is, is like, I'm kind of between the kitchen and like a large bulk of our office. Okay. So I'm in a highly trafficked area. And this was yep. true at my old job too for some time. And so what happens is like people see each other like on the way to the kitchen. Oh my God, I know exactly what you're talking about now. <laughs> Rather than following Bob to his desk or fathering or following Jane to the kitchen, they just stop exactly where they meet and they like lean on your cube and they're like, hey, did you get those TPS reports out? And you're like, I'm not relevant to this conversation, and yet I'm directly in between you two people. (laughs) Now, let me ask you, what is your default approach? Like, how do you involve or not involve yourself in the conversation? (laughs) If it's, if it's, and I, I appreciate the opportunity to engage in some office banter. So if it's a casual conversation, my move is usually to insert myself. Like I've been inserted already, so I'm not going to feel bad about interjecting. If it's yeah. a strictly something I can't talk about because it's work-related, I'll just ignore it. Like, I'm not the type to shoot people from my desk. What's tougher, mm. well, I, I think a tougher situation is a, the, the other way that the, the, the my desk meeting works is when you did have a meeting at your desk and you were congregating there specifically to talk about something that's on your screen. And then the conversation continues and just nobody leaves. And you're like, mm. I need to transition from this into something else now but i'm as i was a part of this conversation i don't know how to get out of it (laughs) Mm. you're sort of trapped that's harder because you just you just keep working and like how do you get out of this conversation so and you like hope they kind of catch the hint yeah and it's like that's and that's why it's specifically my desk meeting because if this happens at steve's desk just fucking leave there's no there's no harm in just pulling the cord because it's not your desk you can go somewhere yeah so just Folks, be very aware of the space in which your meeting is taking place. That's a great one. I really like this one. Now, what's the what is the meeting room situation at your office? Do you guys have sort of conference rooms? Do you have a, a reservation schedule? What's the dealio? I will say this happens less frequently in, in my new space because we have an abundance of meeting spaces. Our office yep. is being is intended for a larger number of people as we grow, and as a result, we have a lot of empty offices that right now are just functioning as like individual meeting spaces. And it's a very kind of open kind of meet wherever you want kind of deal. 
And so I will say that people are really good about using those spaces. Well, that's so I think that's the thing, like the more casual and abundant the side room situation is, the better, because it alleviates this problem. So where where I am, we have a decent number of side rooms, but they're all pretty strictly scheduled, which makes a pain in the ass, because then there's a lot of sort of breakout breakout meetings at a desk where this happens, which I don't like. That was basically my previous firm. We had we were so maxed out that. The only conference rooms were like big conference rooms and they were yep. usually being used most of the day. Um, mm-hmm. So just be yeah. aware of where you're meeting, t- uh, folks. That's a gr- that's a really good one. Yeah. Uh, number eight, and this is one that I am less sensitive to because I'm not a coffee drinker. And mm-hmm. also I have it low because I think that in a lot of ways this has gone the way of the the dinosaur because of the advent of personal coffee machines and Mm -hmm. uh individual coffee serving machines wait a second are you about to drop a triple t a terrible terry tate on us right now and i i want to get your opinion on this because that's exactly what i'm doing if you finish the joe you You make make some mo mo. (laughs) i literally have that written in here (laughs) finish the joe make some mo I, I just have never personally run into this because I don't drink yeah. coffee. So in your experience in the modern workplace, yeah. is this as big of a crime as Terry Tate um, implies by absolutely murdering or tackling somebody in the office kitchen break room? So here's what here's what I've, I want to I want to reserve. I, I have to be clear. So so where I work now, we have a dining staff that helps with this stuff because mm. I work on the same floor as our CEO. And so they're sort of dedicated to him and we get the side benefit of like a coffee machine that is always stocked. So in that situation, whatever, do whatever the hell you want because there are people who are there to make sure that that's all taken care of. Now I worked <laughs> with my dad in his office for a while as an intern and it is a crime to do this with the coffee or to like leave your pod in if you got the Keurig machine Ooh, and you don't take your discarded pod out. That's a good out. one. That's if a really you, good one. So Nate, Nate likes cold waters. My dad likes room temperature waters. Mm-hmm. So they have bottles of water and there would always be two to three water bottles in the fridge that Nate wanted. Now, Nate was not selfish. He wasn't going to tell you you couldn't drink his waters, but it was the courteous thing to, if you took one, Take one out of the lukewarm area, put it in the fridge. So there's there's a lot of, I think, sort of related issues. So co- it's not just the coffee machine. It's any sort of communal resources, paper towels, trash. Like if, you, if you're in a self-sufficient yeah. office, if you're in a space where you're a small business or you're, you know, kind of an independent group of people who have to do all of these tasks for themselves, if you're going to use the resource, treat it appropriately. So huge faux pas. Yeah, this may move up, especially if we expand it to, yeah, like paper towel. Like if you use, if you even get close to the bottom of the the paper towel, you you can leave it the, the, there so that it can, the, the whole roll can yeah, be Yeah, you used. don't want to waste it necessarily. But, but you got to put a new roll on, like, on, the, mm-hmm. on the rack. That's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm down with this one. I also imagine with coffee specifically, like because it's a life-giving sustenance (laughs) like it's very important that there be coffee 
So. Oh, yeah. You got to make sure there's coffee and you got to make sure that whatever coffee you are drinking doesn't interfere with the coffee the next person will be drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Like your hazelnut shit can't be dripping all over their plain shit. Keep your French vanilla to yourself, asshole. Damn, and it's fine. Drink your French vanilla. Drink it yourself. Don't make other people drink it. Good point. Yep. That was number eight, which brings us to my favorite segment, the not top three. So I picked things that um, are just Hold like- Hold on. I don't feel comfortable starting the not top three. Oh, Jesus Christ. My favorite segment, my ass. I don't even know how to cue it up. Foolishness. Uh, excuse me, Kevin. Could you- could, could, Come on. No, come on. Come on in. No, no. Come, Mike just please? washed his hands. Feel for, just I come just, on out. They, no, it's okay, Kev. Come on. All right. Thanks, Kev. Uh, could you cue them stanky beats? Ooh. Oh, baby. That was stanky. Spray a little Lysol, baby. Yeah. Oof. Wow. <laughs> um. So now that that's done and... Uh, We've done our, our 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 normal intro there. Yep, I done and dusted. I picked three things that are I don't know what the like what's the antonym of a faux pas like like something that's mm. like a, like slightly like better than acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. I don't know. That's a good question. Like I don't know. Like office treats, office yeah. bonuses, office like. I don't know. What would be the perks. word for like a little nice thing? Maybe it's a perk. <laughs> yeah, office perks. I don't know. Let's go with perks for now. Um, one is the uh, like the group, the the food run or like the drink run. So like, yeah, or better yet, the surprise drink or food run. Like we we had a, a, myth, a mythical being at my old office called the Cookie Fairy who without warning or scheduling would just show up with cookies and the fairy wow. would, the fairy would inhibit a different person's body without um just randomly it would occur and different people would show up with cookies from time to time and when the wow. cookie fairy showed up that was just uh an office perk and that was really nice it was office it was the opposite of an office faux pas wow that's fantastic yeah. what a great idea the yeah. surprise element is so huge yeah what I like about it is I don't know who started it and nobody does. It's kind of mythical, but you know that it was just one person one day was like, I'm the cookie fairy today and I have the cookies and that's all it takes. And then boom, you have a cookie fairy thing going on at your office. Wow. I'm, I'm super into this idea. My coworker Razor will occasionally go to Chinatown and get uh, these warm buns. They look like hot dog buns, mm. but they're filled with coconut and they're like, it looked, it, it legitimately, the first thing he gave it to me, I was like, Razor, this is a hot dog bun. Why do I want to just chew a random hot dog bun? He's like, you just wait. And he never tells me when he's getting them. So he's sort of, he's sort of the bun fairy a little bit. He does that. And it's really nice. There you go. So the cookie yep. fairy or the bun fairy, or if someone, mm -hmm. it's harder to do with like coffee because everyone is so particular about coffee. But yeah, exactly. But if there is going to be a coffee run and you are volunteering yourself to go get the coffee, that's in the same vein yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. Probably don't have a dishwasher then. We there, so there is a commune. There's a sink where if you have your own dish, you you would wash it on your own. But there's not like an actual like dishwashing machine. So we have communal plates and like cookware, not cookware, mm -hmm. but like silverware yeah. and stuff. And we have a communal dishwasher who okay. 
I think one person just runs it every day at the end of the day because we fill it up once a day. So it's easy because a dishwasher fills itself for the most part. People just put their stuff in there. And so it's easy to just turn the dishwasher on overnight. The problem comes the next day because it's nobody's job to empty the dishwasher, right? Yeah. But equally, it's everybody's job, right? Yeah, it's exactly. It's not any one person's specific job, but it's everyone's job to maintain the office dishwasher. And so there's nothing better than showing up in the morning and going to get like a mug or something or a bowl to eat some yogurt and someone has just emptied the dishwasher. Like, just wow. being a good... What a great citizen that person yeah, is. Yeah, just by like being a good person and like taking a few... It doesn't take that long. Like by just mm. emptying the dishwasher is like a gift to everyone in the office and it's just a really nice thing to do. I really like that. Yeah. It, it is funny what a difference that can make. Like the the joy... Like I, I don't... There's certain home chores that I like to do and certain that I don't. And whenever Caroline does one of the chores that I don't like to do and I see that it's been done, it's such a joy. Uh, yeah. It's, and I feel like this is similar. It's just like, oh, man, this is a little thing, but it means a lot to me. Yeah. Well, and especially because the the alternative is that someone ends up doing it like all the time and that's not fair. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. to have a little office decency and empty the dishwasher every now and again yeah. if you can to start a chain reaction yeah <laughs> uh this last one i have on here is more general and it I, it's something i've just thought about a lot since working from home is like a spontaneous like conversation that you can have in the office that like either makes you think about something that you wouldn't have thought about before or you just get a, a, a book recommendation or like because mm. i find that like the circles that we run in with our friends are like they're self-selected and in yep. a lot of ways, in a good way they they can be feedback loops and yep. being in a professional workplace where you have obviously at least one thing in common with your coworkers and your profession, yep. but your interests and hobbies and backgrounds are hopefully extremely varied. And so yep. just, I would, I would group like ha- the benefit of having uh, coworkers to converse and get to know is, this is more than just like a an anti faux pas. This is just like a really nice thing, essential thing about working with other people. That I, I really like that. Yeah, um, it's something that I didn't take for granted. I don't granted. I don't think, but it's become hyper focused now that yeah. our interactions are so structured. Like you can't mm-hmm. ha- you can't have spontaneous interactions yeah. with coworkers if you're not in the same place with them, and that sucks. So that's something I definitely miss. Well, it's funny because I think that this also works on just a purely professional level. So especially depending on how your company is structured. So for my company, you know, we're pretty siloed as far as functional areas go. We, you know, at my group, we do like a lot of things with different people, but we know there's, there's definitely silos, but the floor that I'm on because we move buildings is sort of a mishmash of people which is one of my favorite things about it is it's not like, Oh, all of the salespeople are here. All of the product people are here. No, we're sort of all mixed together. And so I find there's, there's actually one coworker in particular, uh, a guy named Patrick who I really like who I didn't know that well before he moved to this office. But now I walk by him all the time and he just asked me, Hey, what are you working on? And I ask him, Hey, what are you working on? And we work on different things, but a lot of times he has great ideas to help me. And 
I'm just, I walk by him and, he, and he's like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm doing X, Y, or Z. He's like, oh, did you look at this? Oh, I've got a thing on that. And it's so helpful for me. Um, it also happens personally. And he talks to me about his dodgeball league and kickball league and whatever. And that's great too. But professionally, it's super helpful too. Yeah, that's something I've definitely benefited from. Because I work, I'm an engineer, but um, I work in close proximity to planners who are very different exactly. than engineers, but our, our, our work overlaps often. And mm-hmm. it's just awesome to get a planner's perspective on an engineering problem. And I, I hope vice versa. Yeah. So that is, I'm some- sure it's the case. That's actually like, now that I'm thinking about it, if, and when I'm the boss of the universe someday, mm. I would want, I would almost, I don't know how you do it. Cause this is one of those like, business school ideas that sounds great in a textbook but maybe doesn't totally work in real life but i love the idea of just like mixing people together well i can say working in a multidisciplinary office is there are definitely advantages to that and those advantages are keenly um keenly missed i think during this current time period hondo p do you have anything else you'd add to the anti-faux pause no i think you hit the really big ones those are especially the just like the little ways you can be a good citizen, I think, really matter. There, there's a woman. There's a. It's funny. We had a woman uh, retire recently, who was just one of my favorite, favorite, favorite people in our office for a lot of reasons. One is she was just a pick up a shovel type person, which I really appreciated. Not a credit person, just a hey, this thing needs to get done, so let's get it done. Which I think it tends to be how I operate. I, I just want things to get done. I don't, I, you know, obviously I, I like credit as much as the next guy, but I prefer, I would prefer something get done and I not get credit than the other way around. So I really liked that about her. But she was a real, what I, I've heard people say, culture carrier. She was like a real culture person because her office door was always open. And the way it manifested itself was a candy jar that she had. And it sounds it's really hokey, but it really works. She just had a jar full of candy and made it very clear to everyone they were welcome to come in and take some candy. And she just was great for our company. She was great for our floor, great for office morale, because she was always there for that. And she would be the one who would say, hey, it's 4.30. Let, let's get let's blow out of here a little early. Let's go get a drink. And the like the, the negative of that which is you're missing a half hour to whatever, however, I don't know, whatever time people leave of work, completely outweighed by the boost that we all felt from having her around. In the same way that, and I, and I re- like, I believe this so deeply in my bones, the 10 minutes that people would, you know, waste eating a Kit Kat in her office, completely outweighed by all the benefits that she conferred upon us. Absolutely. Um, yeah. That's a good policy. I like yeah. that. We had we had a person in our office, uh, or like basically like CFO of our our organization, not our entire organization, but our region. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, she had she was like really into candy, as me and Cody were too. So we would spend a lot of time in her office, and as a result, learned a lot about accounting. Weirdly, totally. But, yeah. Well, you are. I am finance math. guru. You, you are a guru, after all. <laughs> um, but no, it's just like I I just think. This is this is much different than a faux pas or the opposite of a faux pas because it's super big. But all of the little ways you can manifest openness and sort of equality in the office is huge. Obviously, it's like a gigantic concept, but just little ways that you can do that. Like 
your regional CFO welcoming a couple of young schmucks into her office, like that's awesome. That really means something. Absolutely. So yeah. that is the part I'm looking forward to getting back to. Now we can keep yes. complaining about Sorry, it. Sorry, Bob. Yeah, let's go. Number seven, I have um, <laughs> smelly food. So <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I'm not allowed to comment on this one. I'm known as the smelly food guy. There should be a blanket ban <laughs> on eating like leftover fish. Fish. I think fish. some fish, some leftover fish is great. I think that it's too easy to abuse, and there, so there should be a blanket ban. Like, can I wait? Can I can I defend myself? I'd love to I hear you try. Pref- on behalf of all the smelly food people. <laughs> I want to say there is a subset of the smelly food people who I think should be forgiven. And I, of course, am part of that subset. The non-microwavers. Uh, okay. That, so, so. I'll hear you out. I don't microwave. I almost never use the microwave in my life. Like, I just, I'm not a big fan of the microwave. And I never, ever, 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 ever use it for leftovers. Leftover chili can be stinky. I don't microwave it because I don't like it. I don't like anything leftover to be reheated in the microwave so when i bring in food that was previously stinky when it was hot and fresh i find that it stinks less when it's cold and hasn't been reheated that's an interesting perspective that i hadn't considered it because it's weird and i don't know anybody that or maybe there are people that do that i just don't know because i don't smell detected stinkers Okay, fine. We'll amend this then to <laughs> no no microwaving fish. <laughs> yes, you definitely. That's a huge no no because you infect everything, including the microwave and, and your whole area. Yeah, it doesn't even, it doesn't even stay in the. I remember one time specifically. I'm not going to call him out. A guy I really really like, and by all accounts, a very um, very courteous office mate. But he cooked fit. He microwaved fish. And as the microwave, damn it. And it happened right away. And everyone knew. And he walks out of the kitchen and my whole row of our team was all set in like one row, basically. And we were like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Like, did you do that? And he like runs away because he (laughs) and and then he like and then he had he had an office. So he shut the door. And but like that was it was kind of he kind of carpet bombed us because like <laughs> Once he was in an office, it was shut off. But we were left by the kitchen, and it lingers. So linger, lingerers. It's a fucking linger. Fucking Percocet. <laughs> uh, that is not on our list. That is a Pineapple Express reference. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about abusing prescription yeah. <laughs> medication in the office. Um, so yeah, this extends to like chili yeah. and some other foods, but like fish is the big. Uh, what's the word? The offender. The culprit. I want to say. I want to say it's it's interesting because um, you were talking about having ethnic diversity in your office. I find that having a, an ethnic partner in the area is super helpful because it gets you out of this. So That's I true. am. I'm half Italian, and we Italians have some fairly strong smelling food. And I would. I have some Irish folk who sit next to me. Oh, and my. I would bring in food that was kind of stinky. But I had Kim. Kim was my girl. She's Italian, and she would defend me to the hilt whenever I had stinky food, and she would talk about how she thought it smelled great, and it was very important for me to have a defender. So to all of you out there who are part of a lonely ethnic group in your office, I highly recommend you you bring somebody into your cuisine. Like, trick somebody into learning to like your cuisine, 
and they will defend you forever more on the stink. It's true. And this also works both ways. Like Cody, Cody's wife, Jenny, uh, is yeah. Mongolian. And so he would come mm-hmm. in all the time with unbelievably good Mongolian food that would make the whole area smell good. So like, ah. which is a problem in its own right, because then you're like, God damn it. I just want to eat all your Mongolian food. But see, this is, bri- but see, he pulled off the trick that I'm talking about here. Yeah. Because he has this Mongolian food, and presumably there's not a lot of Mongolian people in your office, but you learned to love the smell. He brought in some partners, and then forevermore he was protected from the and shame he, of bringing in smelly food. And he was smart because he shared it. He'd be like, here, try it. I, I, I was just going to say, I bet you he got you to eat it. Try this. Eat some. And then we were His around. mama didn't raise no fool. No. So. No. That's number seven. Yeah. N- number six. And this is probably higher <laughs> for people that sit near me. Is like foot tapping and finger drumming. Ah, uh, now I I'm not a finger tapper, but I am a foot I am a foot tapper, and like I'll or I'll, I'll I won't tap my foot, but I'll like bounce my knee, which the vibrations can be felt mm. nearby. Yeah, especially if you've got one of those like big desk clusters. Yeah. And like the the actual tapping will transmit across the wood. It's less the sound and more you can feel it. My uh yeah. my former coworker and still friend Emma I think a couple of times was ready to like eject button me out of our office because of my my foot tapping habit. This is one that doesn't bother me as much because I do it so frequently, but I am aware that it is very very annoying when i do it so uh this one probably could move up a little bit i would put whistling on there too like humming like sort of humming, anything yeah. anything of this uh of this nature can be can be a little bit tough i will say in our new home office my coworker allegis is definitely frustrated by my my openness to whistling in the office oh, whistling which i do with frequency and at high volume well, it's funny. The thing <laughs> the thing that I'm finding about this list is it's all about expectations because my my it's funny. I this is going to seem unrelated, but my mom's office is mobile because she is a real estate agent. And so I go mobile. Time to go mobile. I spent a lot of my childhood in her office, meaning the car, hearing her phone calls. And there's this guy Jim who is one of her oldest friends and also uh, a sometimes collaborator in her work. And I would hear their phone calls because she would do them on uh, sometimes on speakerphone, sometimes not. And the funniest thing was for the first, I don't know, two years of the two of them working together, she would interrupt him constantly because he would go, well. (laughs) And I'm going to cut the time down because like he would do that for nine times that length. She would interrupt him. But then she finally figured out that this incredibly annoying habit was not annoying. It was just the way he thought. And so she got over it. And I think the same way, like if if my boss whistles when he's thinking. So like I'll say, hey, Carlo, here's the the TPS report you were looking for. (laughs) And he'll just look at it. And he's like. And if I didn't know this was a thing he did, it would be really annoying. But I, it just is. It's the same with, like, if you were a foot tapper and that's just your thing, I'd get over it. You know? That's very um, progressive of you. I don't think everyone tr- feels that way. I try. But it's but it definitely is about the expectation of whether it's acceptable to be a whistler or a foot tapper. 
I would never whistle at work. I bet I've been guilty of humming once or twice. Do you ever say hi ho, hi ho? Well, yeah. Well, you work. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll sing that. I'll sing that at loud volume, but I won't do the whistling parts. Uh, of course, understood. Hi ho, hi ho, <laughs> across the office. Hi ho. <laughs> I should watch that. Movie. Everyone, in, wouldn't that be fun? Just in unison, a hi ho, everyone. Hi ho, <laughs> it's off to work we go. <laughs> is that? Oh man, what movie is Whistle While You Work? Is that also Snow White? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of whistling in that movie. Hi ho! I guess dwarves just like really like to whistle. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Remember in the Muppets movie when he that one weird Muppet, the new one, finds out that his talent at the end is whistling? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he does like a operatic solo at the end, like whistling, which is fucking hilarious to see a Muppet try to whistle. <laughs> remember when Dave Grohl was in that movie? <laughs> yeah, I remember when Fozzie Bear was doing stand-up comedy at the same bar that Dave Grohl was drinking at? That's a good movie. Incredible. That's a fantastic movie. And now we're going to have to do the rest of this podcast by montage and travel by yes. map. Travel by map. All, All right. right. What's number five? Number five is one that is, this extends outside the office, certainly, but it happens a lot at the office, is, um, <laughs> it's all about expectations. It's the, the social norms and expectations surrounding bathroom conversation. <laughs> Oh, okay. So you have or have not seen Along Came Polly? I have not. Oh my god. So I, I won't. I won't step on all the quotes for you. But um, Ruben, the character played by Ben Stiller, is a germaphobe, Ooh. and his boss Alec Baldwin is not. And he loves to talk and like sometimes physically interact in the bathroom while they're trying to pee, and it's just beautiful. You know why that's so funny, Mike? Why? Because that's based on real life events. hundred percent. And like a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and maybe slightly exaggerated in this movie. I don't know, but it sounds like a little bit. It sounds like the, the, the root is correct. Like there's nothing. I'm okay. Talking to another person at the urinal. Compl- I, Kyle, I couldn't agree more, <laughs> but <laughs> we need mm-hmm. to, you, we just, you have to read the room you have read to the read room, baby. the room like which can be tough using your peripherals but read the room if there's even if it's any yeah. more than just me and you in the bathroom hard no i don't want to talk pass. at all yep the, the door is opened for bathroom conversation if it's just me and you yep and at the sink sure but at, at the urinal you have to really really be conscious of your surroundings and also this is not I'd be curious to hear if if stall to stall conversation happens. Okay, all right. So the, okay, so this was my question. I'm gonna kick it back to you because I want to say I want to give you a scenario and I want to know what happens. Okay, so Kyle and person of equivalent experience, kind of you know peer, are walking into the bathroom and they're talking about you know I don't know the Cubs game last night and you realize that both of you are going for the stalls. And so you both end up in a stall and you're still walking and you're saying, how about that home? Do you continue? And when do you stop? I would finish my thought and then cut it off because I, there's something about having my butthole exposed 
It's a I very vulnerable position. <laughs> it's and it's less about my butthole and more about I don't want to speak to ex coworker knowing that his butthole is exposed and yeah. he knows that my butthole is exposed. There's something like about the yeah. urinal where it's like it's just I just my fly is down whatever. Yeah. There's something about being in a stall, and I've been in the scenario where, and this is tough. This is the worst situation because I. It's important that you specify person of equivalent experience. Yeah, person of ten plus years more experience than me, and I enter that same scenario, and that person continues to speak to me. You feel an obligation to continue the conversation. Yes, and I don't want to. So <laughs> that's that's happened to me. There's one person in particular whose bathroom etiquette I abhor. I like being anywhere near the bathroom at this point. I'll run away. Like I don't because this person will keep talking and <laughs> farting and making noise. And it's it's awful. It's bad enough knowing that you're pooping yeah. next to someone and then all the oh. sounds that are happening are attributable specifically. I to muffle that like I will. I'll like yeah. and lean and like I'm muffling as much as much as I, like the people think must think I'm faking pooping <laughs> because I work so hard to be silent if I know there's somebody else in there who I know. Worth the effort, in my opinion. So thank yes. you for doing that. I was yep. to all you managers out there, do yeah. not put your employees in a position where they are forced to converse with you while pooping. Totally. There's a there, you have to remember the amount of psychic power you have over your employees, and you have to use it wisely and not abuse it. And I would say also, even if both of you don't walk into the stall, let's say you just walk in the stall and your coworker is peeing, mm -hmm. the same rules apply. Because I would argue that. It's maybe even worse. Like if I'm peeing and you're pooping, I still don't want to talk to you because I'm oh gonna, god no, because I'm gonna leave in a minute and you're probably still yes. gonna be going. And, you're and I've actually I've it's funny now you're saying this. <laughs> I have had a scenario arise where a person held me in conversation oh, in no, the no, bathroom no. after I was done peeing until such time as they finished pooping. Like not, you know, not like five minutes more, but like another 20 seconds while they were wiping. Like this person is wiping their exposed b-hole and like keeping the conversation going so that I cannot leave despite the fact that they know I'm done my business. That is, uh, I mean, you have to know the context around every scenario, but that sounds borderline unforgivable. <laughs> it's totally unacceptable behavior. Okay. So, yeah. th th and this could happen outside of the office, but it's worse in the office because the dynamics yes. are different. Yeah. Yeah. Again, expectations. Like, yeah. you and I like to whistle to each other while in the bathroom. And but during sex. Even, even given the closeness of our relationship, like, there's no need to prolong it. It's, it's a coincidence and it's a fine coincidence if we both happen to be pooping at the same time. It's nothing more. It's not an opportunity. No. It's a coincidence. Well said. <laughs> that, yeah. should, that should be written on stall doors <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh boy all right so what's numero quadro number four this one i think is the highest severity faux pas you can commit without it being but like maybe less frequent it doesn't happen that often because i think okay. people in general have the awareness not to do this when it happens though it is infuriating and I have not had a single instance of this happen to me in my new workplace, but it did happen mm. with relative infrequency, but it did happen where I used to work. And uh, I can't abide by it. This is some, this is a tackleable offense if Terry Tate is in your office. 
Oh, I'm I'm in I'm on tenterhooks. I am I'm totally in suspense here. I want to I want to preface this because it's a very specific scenario. Let's say you or me take a call at our desk. Yeah. And normally, so do you have do you have a phone? Do you use your personal phone? How does it work? I have a I have a desk phone, and I I if I'm making an outbound call, I use a headset. If I'm taking it, in, I just pick up the phone. Okay. So that's how you take a call at your desk. Yep. And it's understood. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna hear you talk on your end. That's fine. Yeah. What you can't. What you should not oh. do yeah. is take the call on speaker. Now, Wait. Can I actually? Can I finish my my protocol? And further, if I know I'm going to have a, specifically, if I'm going to have an extended conversation or a personal conversation, I go in a room. Okay, yeah. I find one of yep. the few small, and I go make the call okay. from there with the door closed. But the thing, Michael, I'm not even talking about taking a speaker call at your desk. I'm not okay. even talking. That's not even the faux pas because that happens. I'd prob- probably never. I don't think I've ever seen very, very, very seldomly seen somebody. Just take a, a, a call on speakerphone at their de- a public space desk. Yeah. What I'm talking about is if you do that and you have an office. I have, because I don't know what it is about people, and I'm, I'm willing to generalize this. <laughs> people that have offices just take more calls on, maybe it's because it's because they'll shut, they can shut their office door. Then you just take a call on speakerphone. But so, if you, are in an office and you don't shut your door and take a call on speakerphone it's so much worse than just doing it at a desk because you have the option to shut your door what are you insane you'd have to be an you would have to be an insane person to do this this there's a person who uh, there's very little chance (laughs) how would you not close your door for this if you're already sitting and you take a call i can understand why it would be like oh i have to get up and shut my door to take this call there's nothing there's nothing more infuriating than hearing two parts which is which here's the funny part actually because if i were just to hear you talk to another person that was present at a volume a similar volume near my desk i would be annoyed aka the my desk meeting at number nine but for whatever reason hearing two people talk to each other where one person is on the other end of a phone and you're in an office where you could have shut the door is I, I think that is the like the such a horribly inconsiderate thing to do, and it happens very infrequently because I think people know not to do this. But it's happened to me a few times, and that's why it's number four. Oh, that sends douche chills down my spine. It's like you know how they say there's something there's something adaptive about hearing somebody Ugh. snap while they chew that just like just sets your teeth on edge. I feel the same about this. I I can't put my finger on what it is about this that's so offensive, but it really is. It's awful. Um, Nails on a chalkboard. Ugh. If you're going to take a call on... And I get it. Like, to shut your door and take a call on speaker is nice because you don't have to worry about operating a headset or... Yeah, it's... I, I am very pro that. That's perfectly acceptable, especially in today's modern offices where the... I'm assuming, at least in our office, but I'm assuming most offices where this kind of thing could happen, like they're going to be fairly soundproof. Once you close the door, it's going to be pretty yeah. quiet. All you have to do is shut the door. Yeah, but you have to. <sighs> but you have to shut the door. You have. You have to. And I'm also imagining, like, except in the very rare occasion where you're, you know, the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, 
your door is close enough to your desk yeah. that you can just get up and close it. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Yeah. Unacceptable. Honorable mentions. This is border. Like I, I put it honorable mention because it's like borderline an actual crime is TMI. Like you can actually, you can actually give too much information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, but, but there's also like, like there's, there's people who will tell you about things in their personal life that are not like, sexual that like but but which are still tmi they're just boring tell you about their kids struggling in school or something and it's like that's that could be a relatable thing that we could have a good conversation about but we're not at that level and it's just like eh yeah tmi tmi now this i understand there's a need there's just there's a way to go about using a printer for a prolonged period of time we have an office policy <laughs> so I'm so on with this one. We have an office policy that is um you give someone you give the office like maybe like 10 to 15 minutes like I'm going to print x number of pages. I'm going to do it at 10:30. It'll probably take a while just so y'all are aware plan your printing ahead or after that. As long as I, yeah. As long as you give that warning, you can print for 2 hours. Like I don't yep. care, you know, as long as you've it's also tough because we only have one printer, but um, yeah. use you have to be very courteous when you're intending to use the, the printer for like anything over like a hundred or two hundred pages, yeah. probably. I'm so on with this one, and it's actually an even bigger crime at our office because we also have a document center. So we have mm. we have the printers, you know, that are kind of around the office. But then you also have the secondary option. If you need something that's like got to be bound or it's just like a huge amount, you can send it to the doc center. And that's what they do all day. Yeah. And Ooh, there's, that's there's interesting. Some, yeah. And there are some people who still don't do that, who will still print on the communal printer. Oh, that's next a level. huge amount of pages. Yeah. It's it's really annoying. So I'm, I'm with you on this one. Yeah. You wouldn't know about this, but there's a general policy. Lagrange multipliers. Look, just, it's way over your head. Yeah. You wouldn't know about this, but there's like a general policy to cover your food at, like in the microwave such that there's no like spatter. I thought you were going to say don't use somebody else's protractor. That's that's that is punishable by death. <laughs> that's not a faux pas. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you on this battery though. This is this is like the office episode where <laughs> it smells uh, like Ryan says he just make it worse. Oh, I'm thinking of the uh, where Phyllis has tried to use the microwave during the Finer Things Club. <laughs> Smells like popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. In general, you should cover your food. Um, yeah. So that the microwave doesn't get like covered in weird like like food sweat. Yep. The uh, the awkward walking greetings. So like. My office is small enough now that I'm not doing a lot of walking, but I used to sometimes have to traverse quite a lot of uh, real estate and you pass people. This is nobody's fault, which is why it's not on the list, but it's just like, you don't know to do. I just like, you can't see me, but I'm just doing like the, the no teeth, like grin, or do you like, it's the, it's the the uh, the white people face. Yeah. Do you know that that's just a white people thing? I didn't realize that, but the internet has instructed me that the, you can't see Kyle, but it's like the, the pursed lips sort of like, slight smile like you know what we're talking mm-hmm. about yeah you know and then in the midwest there's the uh like if you get in somebody's way and you have to like adjust a little bit you say oh and you kind of oh i do that i'm yeah. a big oper i ope all the ope. time oh 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 let yeah. me just let me just get by it so it's yeah. uh that's no one's fault i think yeah and i'm ha- long-limbed i just want to say the ope thing for me is is very i don't i vote i was 
especially in my teen years, I grew a lot. And so I was really gangly and I was in the way all the time. And so I'm very sensitive to being in people's way. So I, I've been long a pathological oper. Yeah, I was surprised to hear that that's attributed to Midwesterners specifically. Mm. I think a lot of people do that. Yeah, especially the tall, the t- the tall, like yep. the tall and the gangly, the in the way. Yeah, frigidic. I want that one. Can oh. I just say with the long hallway thing? I just to pick a strategy. That's the only thing. Like again, it's expectation. Pick a strategy. I do like I call it out. I except if it's you know whatever the, the ceo like hello mr oh, how are you nice to see you but like otherwise i'm like oh god hi okay yep okay haha and then like yeah just, lean into it that's good yeah that's what i do i uh at my old office where i i'd been there for some time and i knew people i would do just like a casual fist bump you know as i go by and oh i like that go the other way of like really leaning into it and not yeah, so there's just all kinds of strategies you can have, but you're right, pick one. Yep. Next is fridge etiquette. Like, just like, don't leave your food in there too long and don't take other people's stuff. If there's like communal condiments or stuff like that, don't abuse it. Like, there's, yeah, this is my friend Katie test. sits right near the fridge mm. and i don't know who i i still don't understand who would have been abusing the fridge this way but would just leave stuff in there and i used to just come by like this was this was my good deed like my service to the office was i would go and i would i would look at her and i'd go and i would just throw stuff out because she didn't want to because she was too nice she was way too nice to throw shit out so i would just come in i would find the offending stuff and just say okay i'm throwing this out um, and that was like my heroic deed for the office because it was so inconsiderate to make Katie live in this stink. That's horrible. Yeah. I think that it's punished. Like if your food stinks, if it starts to smell even a little bit, like it's like, it can be tossed and it's like, that's, yeah. that should be acceptable. Like Tupperware and all like there's hundred percent. Like, yeah. And, and to be clear, we're talking about rot stink yeah not like, not like just inherent like garlic yeah i'm not talking this no. is garlicky yeah i it's just like such a uh like a baseline yeah. like level of consideration you need to have that i think that the the consequences should be high yeah dire the price of freedom is high mike it always has it been is. it's true always yeah so that's those are all my honorables uh i'll rattle off my top three and then we'll get to yours how's that let it rip number three is cell phone notifications Oh, you mean like bing? Yeah, or like uh, oh. it's almost worse <laughs> if it's just one. a bing because like uh, if it's like a loud <laughs> ringtone, it's almost like humorous in its disruptiveness. The bing is just it's like it just gets up, it crawls up your spine. Or like if your phone is not one that has a tasteful vibrate and you just leave it on your desk and every now and again it's just like and like you can hear it. That's frustrating. This is a good one. This we have had enough iterations of the cell phone that this is now baseline etiquette like there was a time there was a grace period from like when did the iphone come out from like oh eight oh nine let's say okay there was like a five-year grace period where like everyone was getting used to because there's such an integral part of our yeah you had to find your ring you had to find your notification system and you had to find how to how to use your phone in a public space um politely and but guess what we're out of the period everyone knows how to use a cell phone now even yeah 
the, the boomers no longer have an excuse. Like everybody knows how to use a phone. And I, and, and as a result, for the most part, this is abided by. Uh, but yeah, you shouldn't it, have, it, yeah, you shouldn't really have an audible ringtone, right? No. So here's what I want to say. So here's what I think is the, the underlying faux pas here, which is more than a faux pas. The one thing that I really can't abide in an office, like really bugs me, is self-importance. Mm. Nobody <laughs> That underlies is, most of these. Yes. Nobody is that important. This is the universe we live in. If you are successful, a lot of it is luck. That's the way the world works. <laughs> it's it's just the way the world works. Like there are people who would do exactly what you've done in different circumstances, act accordingly. And that's the thing <laughs> that bothers me so much about this is except for certain circumstances and i will give the people who fit these circumstances a pass do you have a spouse who is ill do you have young children okay well, well i'll hand out some free passes i'll hand out some free passes for yes. these let's let's say that that covers i don't know 50 percent of the population in the office let's be generous let's say 50 percent. the rest of you fools turn your effing phone <laughs> off. You don't matter that much. Nothing is happening. You won't lose the sale because you didn't pick up the phone on the first ring. In fact, picking up the phone on the first ring will hurt your sales because then people will expect you to pick it up on the first ring. Put the effing phone down. Put the effing phone down. So that's, I think that's, I think that you're right that that probably underpins a lot of these. It's just like be a community member. Yep. That's very good advice, Michael, that you've just given, like, uh, for life in general. Just remember that <laughs> if you're successful, you were probably, <laughs> for the most part, born into it. And yeah, but and, and, and <laughs> let's take anything away. Like, it's great. You did a yeah. great job. I'm really happy for you. I'm really happy for you. Like, you could have been born with, a, a, like, you could have been born deaf. You could have been born without a foot. Like, you know, it, there's a lot of luck. You could have not been born at all. There's a lot of sperm. This is a conversation for another podcast, but I like I like where you're coming from, and I like that it applies to turning your fucking cell phone off. Yeah. Okay. These wait, actually, wait, wait, wait. I want to just quote Michael Scott when he's talking about um, how when it, whenever he thinks about his problems are so big, he likes to think about an astronaut <laughs> in a spaceship a million miles away, and when he looks down on Earth, the problems don't seem so big. <laughs> But he feels bad for me, though. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite Michael Scotts ever. It's so good. It's so, but he feels really bad for me, though. Did you see that he won the best TV character? Of yeah, deservedly. Totally earned. The, 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 100%. The bracket got it right. The final four was perfect. Yeah, yeah. it actually completely agreed with all of the top four. Okay. Um, these next two are... <laughs> amazing they're just they're very frequent and they're not that severe but it's just like working in an office is these two things and yeah. i will say that they've gotten probably worse this is the only two that probably have gotten worse since um we've all been working from home number two is not muting on a conference call oh yeah <laughs> and, and that i would assume sort of extends a little bit to um understanding how you're communicating like is it video? Is it audio? This There's a whole can of worms that gets opened in our current situation because 
Meetings that previously were phone calls are now for some reason video calls. It's unclear why. Yeah, why are people? Why do people want to do that? I'm not into that. Why is that the case? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it just it's exacerbated because now like I'm on calls that are much much larger than I'm used to being on, and so like yeah. even if even if two percent of people are offenders on a call of a couple hundred people, that's a problem. You have a lot of power. You can screw the whole thing up. Oh yeah. Just ask the zoom hackers. Like, yep. <laughs> it's, it's great. I love, I like the people that are like, end up being designated as like the, the muting police that are like, you're muted. You're someone has their phone on. Someone has their phone on, uh, on not mute. It's like, it's just impossible. Like you probably lose two to three minutes per half yeah. hour call at least of just like oh i think oh i think someone's um I, oh, oh, oh. but and then also if that person has their their speakers on really loud you get the feedback loop or it's like did anyone see did anyone did anyone did anyone did anyone, did anyone? <laughs> <laughs> so. well this i think again this comes back to your point about like the self-importance underpinning a lot of this there are very few people on a given conference call who need to be able to speak at a moment's notice. <laughs> Almost nobody. <laughs> Almost nobody. <laughs> Almost no one. So I think I would say that half of the offenders probably are people that unmute intentionally because they're like, I need to say something. And they I don't. must, I must weigh in with my latest TPS report. The other, you know, those need a report, uh, a they, cover page. That's not they, new. That is not new, that's, baby. That, that's number one is put a cover yeah. on your TPS report. <laughs> By the I mean, way, if it were a new rule, yeah. By the way, everybody like yeah. requisite viewing for this podcast is yeah. Terry Tate, office linebacker. And if you haven't seen it, what the are you? Have you been cryogenically frozen yeah. for thirty years? Like where you been? If you haven't seen it at this point, stop. Pause this podcast, yeah. watch it, and come back because yeah, that is not new. Um, no. And so, anyways, the other half of the muting is just people that don't realize they're not on mute, and you get like background conversation. Yeah. The, the other side of this is that, um, especially nowadays, it can be very pleasant or fun to hear what's going on in the background. Like, okay, so th I was gonna say there is one positive yeah. outcome of this. Like, it's I, I, yeah, it's fun. We have I have a coworker who has a son who spends a lot of time in close proximity to her while she's on the phone, and yeah. you'll just hear him like he really likes to sing, so he'll just be like da 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 like my train in the tunnel and it's just like fun to hear him singing <laughs> i have a co-worker who's really well known as a grump and i have had a, a good amount of time working with him over the past like six months and i've realized he's not a grump he's it's just it's just like his, his he's kind of prickly but he's not he's not a grump he's actually a pretty a pretty easygoing guy and he clearly has a home personality and a work personality because i was on a video conference call with him recently and his kid ran into the room with a helicopter that needed fixing yeah and he was just like so sweet and it was a really nice interaction and i think probably helped him professionally for people <laughs> to realize he's actually like not a dick he's actually really nice i love that that's yeah. that's that's great. That's like the equivalent of the the spontaneous in office interaction that can color yeah. their coworkers. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's totally. good. Number one is uh, <laughs> it happens with astounding frequency, and the impact on your day is relatively minimal, at least for me. Um, but it's just annoying. As, it's just it's the definition of a faux pas is the reply all. I've okay. Let me give mine first because I want yours to back clean up. My coworker Kyle, 
well known at he played football in college and he to a lot of people seemed like a meathead i have since had a chance to get to know him not a meathead at all he happens to be really good at football but to- strikes people as a meathead sure and one and when i started he did the same job as i did so it's a rotational program so you you kind of jump around with different groups and you end up doing really menial tasks for a lot of different people and one of his classmates had to do like a report that got sent out to a lot of people. It's like a nothing report, but it's part of your job. You have to pretend you care and be like, oh, I did that with this week's report. And he sent back, accidentally replying all, all caps, <laughs> sick, <laughs> with like 10 eyes. Literally, so I was sitting in our office with all of the young people, and all of a sudden they hear, oh no, oh no. And then I, I stand up. And I look out across the sea of desks, and there's 30 people standing up, looking at each other like, Ugh! <laughs> it was, It was just like an all-time, he's still well-known as like the sick kid. People have it archived in their emails. It's just, it's incredible. That is an incredible reply all story. I'm yeah. laughing very hard because, first of all, I think you've explained the context well enough to know that that's just a funny response like that's funny. yes it was like a it was a funny perfectly appropriate response yeah, for a to the reply per- yeah yeah it's like he's <laughs> friends with her he's just like fucking with her it's just a funny thing to send um i love that i it is it is i, I will say that the reply out in some ways might make up for its like the, the inefficiency of having to delete an extraneous email is probably compensated for by the fact that like when a good reply all comes out, everyone immediately is like talking or chatting with each other, like "lol, yes. this guy." Like, um, yeah, it can be an epic blessing to the office, but it can also be a serious problem. And per- perpetual offenders, yeah, are really annoying. There's like yeah. it clogs your email. It it just it's so unnecessary, especially when you start to get the feeling that they're doing it on purpose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's much worse. You're I, like, this person absolutely replied all on purpose. We don't have, I don't have a big problem. I, I probably get like two, three emails a day that I just delete. And it's like, whatever. Yeah. But my, uh, my boss the other day was saying, <laughs> he was like, we've just kind of been like commiserating on like office wide calls, like once a mm-hmm. week, just to like be in touch. And he was saying yeah. like, man, he's like, I'm on, he's like, I came back to my desk after like a half hour. And it's like, I had to delete like. I had to delete like 30 emails. Like I'm afraid I'm going to miss an email because I'm just like deleting stuff willy nilly. Yeah. So like it can actually be a problem, especially it if, is. especially if you're the kind of person that like are on a number of listservs, like, like he's on like, he's probably on like firm wide marketing, firm wide, firm wide, like this, 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 like he's on a number of listservs and it yeah. increases your potential for reply. Well, I was actually going to say that's one I want to, I, I think it's like a little bit different. I might want to argue for that as a low end one is the, the administrators of those lists being too liberal about who's included on those lists, because that can cause serious problems. It's not yeah. really a faux pas. It's just like an annoyance, I guess, but God, that annoys the crap out of me. I don't need to be on all these emails. Yeah. So I would say the reply all in general is like an extremely micro transgression, but it yeah. happens with such alarming frequency that I, I and yeah. I think like just the, it doesn't matter where you work or who you work with, like you're probably yeah. dealing with this. I think for me, ironclad number one. 
I think so too. I think you're totally right. What did um, I miss? All right. So so you actually hit them all. I want to. There's only one. Actually, one that I want to add, and you. It might be. It might be too spiteful to count as a faux pas, but <laughs> when someone poops on your desk, yeah, that's not a good one. <laughs> Although it can be, it can be done out of love. Um, <laughs> probably, I, probably my number one least favorite thing that people do is when they CC somebody that they think can bully you into doing something. Uh, oh my god so <laughs> so some people always cc their boss or cc your boss i despise that so much so much because it's such a napoleonic a-hole thing to do just have a conversation with me just say like hey michael you forgot to do this thing Okay, I'm sorry. I'll do it. The CCing, oh, it irks me. And it's so transparent because these buttholes yeah. think that they're like, they're going to trick you. Like, you're not going to, you're not going to get that they just added somebody new to the email thread. But it's like, no, you just CC'd the head of whatever. Clearly, you're trying to ambush me here. Get out of here. That is, <laughs> that's, you know, the scene in, uh, Mean Girls, where they're at the mall and they all turn mm -hmm. into animals at the water yep. fountain. Hundred percent. This is like, it's it's like a it's it's like a calculated like strategic like maneuver. It's a maneuver. Oh, it's such a dick move. But I, 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 that's why I'm saying it might not count as a faux pas because <sighs> it might be too calculated. But but I will say there's also so my old boss wanted to be cc'd on everything oh boy oh what a, what it was just a horrifying way to work like to to have the I, and i wouldn't that <laughs> so he's not my boss anymore because we didn't really get along because i wouldn't cc him on crap but um it's just it's awful it's awful that is um i would say that's like something that actually probably it would be intelligent and worth a, a office a workplace's time to train people on like i actually think that that's a, a work skill that takes time to develop and you could really <laughs> increase productivity by getting out ahead of it a little bit yeah i think it's just really important to understand when you need a blunt instrument and when you don't and i so this is like i think that i'm probably more deft than average with this but I'm really judicious about when I involve my boss with stuff. Like I'll say, hey, Carlo, I've got I get this problem with so and so. I don't need you yet. I'll let you know. I'll be like, if, if I need you to come in and be the heavy, I will let you know. If he needs to know, I tell him. But I also make sure he doesn't just come in, barge in and like it's just it's like it's such a dick move. It's just a dick move. Handle your own crap. We're all adults. But that's the other thing. Whether you're 22 or you're 50, you are officially, you are certified and Legally adult. and like socially. All of the responsibilities, all of the rights, you are an adult. Once you're in the workplace, you're a big kid. I'm a big kid now. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? I think we throw that one out because it's sort of related to reply all. It might be too calculated. I think your list is perfect. Uh, I would want to just do, I want to move... 
I actually take it back. I was going to say I want to move bathroom conversations up, but the speakerphone <laughs> and cell phone are so brutal. No, you know what? You did this perfectly. I, I'm I'm saying you did this. This list is exactly right. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm obviously happy with the list as it is too. So let's recap it, baby. Okay. So these are the top 10 office faux pas. If you're listening and you're an offender of these things, hey, don't sweat it. Like I said, we all do it. But going forward, just remember this list when you're in the office and work on it. Make yourself into a, uh, a outstanding office citizen. Yep. Number 10 is uh, headphone usage. Just make sure you know the company's policy and adhere to it. Number nine, the My Desk meeting. Be careful where you're congregating, folks. And make sure that everyone involved needs to be there. Number eight, <laughs> if you finish coffee or use some other communal office resource, replenish it. Okay. Yep. Number seven, be careful about your smelly food. And of course, <laughs> this now applies specifically to microwaving it. Be very careful with the microwaving. Especially fish. Amplifies the stank. It, do, it's, it does a lot. Quite a bit. Uh, number six is foot tapping and finger drumming. Be very cognizant. Uh, even if it's not audible, people can feel that shit. Those vibrations. <laughs> oh, really the can. vibrations! <laughs> oh, rolling up my leg. <laughs> feel it going up my spine. <laughs> uh, number five. I love Molly Shannon. She's great. Number five is bathroom conversation. Just re- you have to read the room when you're read conversing the damn in the room. Yeah. Number four is if you have an office, it is inexcusable to take a call on speakerphone without shutting your door. Don't Listen, f- well done. You got an office. Good work. Close yeah. the door. There's no caveat here. That's inexcusable. Number three is either turn your phone off or just make sure your phone notifications aren't bothering people. Yep. Number two is make sure you're on mute in a conference call. And <laughs> I'm tangential to that. <laughs> be very judicious with when, when you speak on a conference call because there's a good chance that what you're saying is not necessary. Yeah. Yep. Number one, this is uh, very important. Do not reply all to an email. Like almost ever, probably. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a good point. Like if you think about the... This kind of goes back to the muting thing. Like if you think about... The number of people on that list serve who have the power to do the thing you want them to do, either react humorously to your funny comment or make a change or there's only like one or two people who have the power to do that on the list. Yeah, I would say target it to them. Even if you like eventually do end up replying to like four people on an email, you could probably start with replying to the sender and then like consciously adding people to that list. yes that's probably a good way to go about it yeah totally the only other thing i would say about this list is that it's sick (laughs) oh kyle (laughs) other kyle kyle my guy kyle oh so great well that was that michael thanks for doing that that was fun yeah that was fantastic Uh, should we give some notes usually what i do is i thank kevin mcleod for our stanky the, the intro is less stanky, but it's still very good. And then the not yeah. top three music is stanky. So thank you, Kevin, yeah. for that. And yeah. then I usually thank my sister Erin for our artwork. It's not stanky, but it is excellent. And uh, there's more of that kind of stuff on her Instagram. That's Sant Design on Instagram. Damn right. And I want to thank our delightful social media coordinator slash my fiance, uh, Caroline, who recently launched her Instagram, cml.photos, and her website, which I think is the same uh, at a, at a American web domain, which is .com. 
Uh, she handles primarily our Instagram, which is top10km with a 10 spelled out T-E-N. Uh, check that out for some delicious content, including maybe some some worthwhile announcements coming forward. So make sure you keep a close eye on that. Yes. And if you have thoughts, comments, you want to be on the pod, anything like that, shoot us an email at top10km at gmail.com. That's 10 spelled out T-E-N. Finally, I'm sure you're listening to us on some podcast app, but if you want another one, we are on Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcast app, pretty much any podcast app you could find. So, my friend, those are the things I would say. I think those are all the things to say, Michael. Thank you. Yep. Arriba Peace. Dirch.